We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. I want to give everybody a few extra minutes to get into the chat room. Man, I see the chat room just growing by leaps and bounds. Praise God. We had close to 100 last night, and uh, we've got uh, double what we normally have tonight. Praise God. Amen. This is a live program. This is Saturday, April 23rd, for archive purposes. And we're going to be having open lines tonight, all night long. And then uh, at 10 o'clock, we'll be jumping over to a simulcast featuring Watchman Radio. So what we're going to do is we'll make the jump over. It'll be uh, fed right over WWCR shortwave. And there's going to be a special guest tonight. Uh, Carl Henderson will be on at 11. So we're going to be going actually from now to midnight, five hours tonight, folks. Praise God. I've asked to... uh, Get the Watchman Radio kicked off tonight, and see what the Lord does tonight. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Father God, we just opened up this program tonight. We thank you for another time of fellowship. I thank you, Father God, for bringing people far and wide, people listening all the way across the globe, even in Australia. We thank you for opening this door of the Internet to allow us to get this broadcast going. And right now, I just cover everybody that is tuning in with the blood of Jesus Christ. I loose warrior angels down right now in attack formation to surround the people of God right now. We break and cut all 
ley lines of the enemy. We bind the principalities and powers over every region that is being represented tonight with live listeners. We lose the angels of God to do warfare in the heavenlies and stop any demonic attack that would be launched to take this program down tonight in Jesus Christ's name. Again, Father God, for any of those people that are tuning in tonight that don't know your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, right now we go ahead and help them. We bind their strong man, and we bind every demonic spirit inside the people with chains dipped in the blood of Jesus Christ. And you're not going to torment the listeners out there tonight, demons? You remain bound in those cages unless you manifest. When you manifest, you're coming out and going to Tartarus in Jesus Christ's name. I break every hex, vex, curse, spell, hoodoo, voodoo, witchcraft, lotion, potion, santeria, ceremony, every effigy, every magic candle, every demonic contract that has been placed or sent against the people of God out there listening tonight and myself. We break and cut it off us and send it back to where it came from, sevenfold in Jesus Christ's name. And of course with Psalms 109, let them that curseth receive it back on themselves in Jesus Christ's name. Once again, I cover everyone with the blood of Jesus. And we ask God that what you want to come out tonight, come out, not what I want. Bring the people in God that you would have to be ministered to tonight and to listen to this program. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, praise God, folks. This year is just moving by rapidly. Here we are, Passover week, Easter, as some of you know it, as we were raised. You know, I can think back uh, many years in my past when my grandfather was pastoring a church, and what we had uh, back then were Easter egg hunts, and <laughs> we even had contests, contests for bunny rabbits. Can you believe that? Of course, uh, you know, we understand now that uh, a lot of that is paganism comes out of the Roman Catholic Church. Some of these practices were even even being done back in Ezekiel's time. It goes a long way back, folks. What they used to do is they used to sacrifice babies in the temples outside Jerusalem and other places. And what they would do, I'm talking the pagans, not the Jewish people, and what they would do is uh, they would take eggs and dip them in the blood of the sacrificed infants. That's why today... The tradition is carried on by many, and what they do is they go out and color their Easter eggs. Pretty horrible if you think about the roots. You know, we run around looking for Easter eggs under trees, even on church parking lots. Remember those during Sunday school? I mean, how bizarre when you think about it. It has nothing to do with the Lord Jesus Christ. The word Easter comes from Ishtar, Samaramus, Tammuz goes all the way back to the Tower of Babel. Nimrod dies. Um, his mother believes that she's a uh, ascended god, and she dies and comes back reincarnated as an egg ring rabbit in the river Euphrates, something like that. I have to get my go back and refresh my memory, but that's where the Easter egg bunny comes from. It has its roots in ancient Babylon sun god worship. It's demonic, folks. It has nothing to do with the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Good Friday, pagan holiday. The Catholics would have you eat, uh, what, fish in honor of Dagon, the fish god. I mean, just so much cult, cultish practice has crept into 
modern-day Christianity. I'll have no part of that. If you want to celebrate the right occasion, it's the Passover feast. Passover. What do you have? You have the, the I think it's called the Pesach. You have the Passover lamb. You eat the bitter roots and um, everything that goes with that. And you eat it as you're preparing to uh, hit the road, <laughs> pretty much. So, you know, this is so foreign to many of us. You know, never hear, hear the word Passover growing up. I'm even confused on some of the uh, the true feast because we just never were taught them growing up. How many of you know anything about the Feast of the Lord? Feast of Tabernacles, you know, um, the Passover, of course. To honor when the uh, the death angel came over and the people had uh, basically marked their lentils with blood, and if the the death angel came by and saw your lentils swathed with blood, he would pass over. Otherwise, take your firstborn. And there were firstborns uh, murdered in the land by this death angel. Even the cattle, firstborn cattle. God was serious about sin. And ultimately, you know, when Pharaoh's son died. After all these plagues were unleashed, he finally said, get the heck out of here. And um, the Israelites were laden down with gold by their masters. And they uh, went out on the uh, presumption that they were going to just go out three days and worship in the desert and then come back. Of course, no, they never came back. But, you know, God sent them out. Um, They ate the Passover lamb. Okay, they were spared from death, those that obeyed. And they actually left with wealth and went into the desert. And that's the beginning of the story. But there had to be a sacrifice. And um, Jesus Christ was the Passover lamb. He was sacrificed at Calvary 2,000 years ago so that you and I might have eternal life. There was only one person that could pay the price, take all the sin of the world of that time and that would come on his shoulders, okay? And he had to pay the, the ultimate price, death penalty for sin. It's sin. You know, for sin, it's a death penalty. It was Jesus Christ that could do that. Only him. And so he was the Passover lamb. He was sacrificed. And that's what uh, this week's all about. It's not about worshiping a egg-laying rabbit that goes all the way back to Tammuz and Semiramis and Nimrod and Babylonian sun god worship and having to eat fish. Folks, that's nowhere to be found in the Word of God that we are to do that. That's Babylonian sun god worship that comes out of Constantine. Okay, remember Constantine, the emperor who was the first pope of the Catholic Church? And his goal was to unite the known world at that time which consisted of Jews, Christians, and pagans. And what did he do? He changed the Sabbath to Sunday. Okay, from the beginning of time, it's always been Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. I'm talking the seventh day that God created. And he says, six days you work, seventh day you'll rest. And the, the Jews kept the right date, so did the Christians, but the pagans, um, you know, they didn't agree with either of them. And even there was some, you know, fighting with the Jews and Christians. You had three fractions going on. 
my if my memory of history serves me correctly. So basically, Constantine said, "Hey, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to unite my empire." And what he did is he changed the times and seasons, okay? And then what he did is he took all these sun god practices and Christianized them. And they formed the basis of what many are going to be doing this weekend. Now, many will do it in honor of the Lord Jesus Christ, but they need to understand, okay, that we've we've gotten mixed, mixed theology in there. It has nothing to do with the, the name Easter. Even sunrise services give honor to uh, the sun god, Sol Invictus. Go back and do your own research. Draw your own conclusions. All that aside, uh, I do praise God that you and I have an opportunity to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you haven't made that decision, you need to make it. Because there's only one name written under heaven by which man might be saved, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. If you were Hebrew, you would know him as Yeshua. I'm not Hebrew, and I don't speak Hebrew. And I read an English Bible, read the King James Bible, that's my Bible of choice, that hasn't been corrupted. It's been in stone for over 400 years. And you know what? It's not susceptible to witches, warlocks, pagans, Santeria practitioners, atheists, homosexuals, getting on the board of one of these uh, companies and getting in there and neutering the gospel, as many of the versions have had happen to them. And I'm certainly not uh, worshiping Ishtar and Samaramus and Tammuz this weekend. You're not going to see me taking my kids out to do Easter egg hunts. It's an abomination. And God used to wink at ignorance. He doesn't anymore. We're held to a higher standard, folks. My people destroyed from lack of knowledge. You've got to go out there and research the things. You've got to ask if what you've been doing for the last 50 years makes God happy. Celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But don't mix it in with Babylonian sun god worship. I wish I could uh, participate in you know, a, a Passover Seder, but uh, again, it's kind of foreign to me because I wasn't raised that way as probably many of you were, weren't. But that, that's really the, the, the true holiday that's going on right now. And even the Jews, although they're, they're honoring the Passover and the Passover lamb, uh, many of them don't understand that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. And there's only going to be one Messiah, folks, real Messiah. There'll be an Antichrist, a counterfeit, but... There's only one name under heaven by which Jew, Gentile, you know, whatever ethnicity you are, can be saved. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not going to get saved following Santeria devil worship or following Lucifer or following nature, the spirit of nature, as many do out there, witches and warlocks and pagans. Do I hear an amen out there? So, um, praise God. You know, Jesus Christ died, he went down to hell, took the, the keys to death, hell, and the grave, and announced his victory, rose again, and um, appeared to many. And then he ascended to the right hand of the Father, and he seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and I, while Satan is accusing us night and day. But praise God. We've got the best defense attorney in the world, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And the judge is our Father, Father Yahweh, Father God. Amen. 
And we don't have to come into condemnation, folks. If we will judge ourselves by the Word of God and get in line with the Word of God, repent of our sins, turn from our wicked ways, and God can heal us. He can heal our land if the land would do it. I don't hold out much hope for America, Babylon, or some of these other countries. In fact, China has gotten so wicked they actually eat fetuses. They have a soup over there. I don't want to talk anymore. I might uh, might get nauseous. That's sick. Someone sent me a, an article on that. It's true, folks. That's what they're doing. Cannibalism in China right now. Homosexuality and abortion in America. Divorce is rampant. It's sick. But you know what? Life is but a vapor. And then you stand before God and give an accounting. And you know what? The wicked will be cast into hell if they do not repent. And, you know, all this will come to an end at some point in time. For some of you, it may come sooner than later. That's why you need to make a decision tonight who you're going to serve. You need to really be thinking about and reflecting on Jesus Christ and the sacrifice he made that you and I can have an eternal life. What's the alternative? Alternative is to burn in hell, in the lake of fire. And I don't care what this uh, minister is saying that just made the Time magazine cover, came out of the uh, Episcopalian Church, or some others that embrace this doctrine that there's no hell, or, you know, God wouldn't send you to hell. Or even if you miss out, you just go into purgatory, and, you know, if you pay enough money or you pray enough, you know, your family can pray you out of purgatory. That's a lie out of the pits of hell. Lie out of the pits of hell. If you're not right with the Lord, when your spirit leaves the body, there is no second chance. There is no reincarnation. Coming back as a hamburger or a cow or whatever you think you would come back as. There is no holding pattern in limbo. It's straight to hell. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Awaiting your ultimate judgment where you'll be cast into the lake of fire. God's concerned with one thing. Do you know my son, Jesus Christ? Do you have a relationship with him? That's all that he cares about. Do you know my son? Now, it's not just knowing him in word only. You know, say, yeah, I'm a Christian. I I go to the local church. I get together. I go over there for, you know, youth rallies. And, we, you know, we go hang out at Starbucks. And we're on the bowling league. And, you know, I'm in the young marriage class or the divorcee class or the old folks class, whatever you're doing. If that's all you're doing, you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're doing it in vain. Because it won't save you just going to church. God's not interested in what church you go to. In fact, there's a lot of wicked churches out there. You certainly don't want to be involved in. You've got to ask God where he would have you to worship at. Should you worship with fellow believers? Absolutely. You need fellowship. Otherwise, you get cut off and you're like a hermit. Living on an island like a castaway. You know, all he did was talk to Wilson. God doesn't want us to be like that. Remember, there's safety in numbers, but you want to be in the right company. You want to keep the right company. And if you've been called out of the world, what fellowship does light have with darkness? So you need to make sure you're keeping the right company. Do you witness to the lost and unsaved? Absolutely. But some of you have to depart from what were your former friends. Because you've decided to take the high road the narrow road that leads to life, and some of your friends are still on the highway to hell. 
And you know what? They'll bring you down if you do not uh, get out of that uh, atmosphere. You are whom your friends are, basically. So if if you've come to the knowledge that, hey, that road you were on was going to take you to hell, you've repented, you've turned aside and trying to live for the Lord Jesus Christ, you can't go hang out with the same people that go to hooker bars, go out and have a drink, go down there and they uh, square dance or techno parties, rave parties, whatever you're doing. Wife swapping, orgies, keg parties. Just have a little toke. Smoke a little bit of weed with my friends. No, you don't. You can't do that no more. You've got to turn aside from that. Do I hear an amen out there? We have to forsake our old past. And sometimes it's hard. You've got to ask the Lord to help you. Do you preach the gospel to anyone who would hear it? Absolutely. But it doesn't mean you have to frequent with the, the old friends that you used to have if they're not willing to change because what they'll do is they'll bring you down again. Got to walk away. I've lost a lot of friends since I decided to take the high road. Some people may say, well, you're boring. You know, what's wrong with you? We're, we used to have so much in common. I'm sorry. I realize life is like a vapor. Just a minute, you think that you've got another 50 years lived. You might have five days. Who knows? We've got to be ready at all times to give an accounting and be able to stand before Christ with clean garments. There was no word, well, God, you know, I, I meant to do it. If you would give me a little bit more time, you know, I was going to make a change. Folks, today's the day of salvation. This day, you've got to choose whom you're going to serve. And I'll tell you. You've got enemy out there. His name is Satan and the host of hell. And they're doing all they can to take you and I out prematurely. They want to see premature death. They'll throw uh, traps in your way to try to snare you, try to pull you in, into a, a prison of your mind, an addiction. A sexual addiction, a drug addiction, alcohol. You're married to a a bottle of wine every night. Or a 12-pack of beer. You know, a guy would drink 20 beers a day, him and his mother. Each. Didn't think there was anything wrong with it. Turned out his father had died at uh, the young age of 32 in a bar. Got into a fight, someone pushed him and... He hit his head and he went into eternity. Killed him instantly. Alcohol killed his father. And now he's on that same road. Folks, these things run down the family lines. Curses are real. Sin gateways are real. The death angel is real. And it could be coming for you. Even this very night. You know, some point in time, God says, hey, enough's enough. I've given you all the opportunity you're going to get. You've spurned my Holy Spirit. You've rejected my son. Time's up. God forbid. We don't ever want to get to that situation. Are we perfect? No, we're not perfect. We all fall short of the glory of God. Screw up sometimes. But you know what? You come as you are. You, If you're truly repentant, you're tired of the way you're living, you realize that it's all vanity. You're ready to make a change. God will take you as you are. He can fix your problems, put you back together, and then 
make you a vessel fit for his service, a vessel of honor. But it requires surrender, folks. You must surrender. There is no straddling the fence. There is no being lukewarm. There is no, I want to get deliverance because I'm in bondage, but I'm not ready to go all the way yet. I won't give up all my record collection, even though I know it's demonic and I've got pentagrams on it. Or, you know, I, I can't give up my relationship. I know we're not married, but the sex is great. I Come on. I can't give that up. I give something else up. No, folks, that's not enough. You've got to be willing to sell out 100%. You've got to be willing to forsake your sin. You've got to be willing to die to self. That's the only way you and I are going to make it. If you try it any other way, you just fool yourself. And it's vanity. Which we must make a commitment, 100%. Sure, we're going to need some help along the way. But that's why we've got to pray. We've got to read the Word. We've got to fellowship with other like-minded believers. We've got to fast. Sometimes fasting is the key to breaking the back of the demons that you've got. And they're going to come out no other way. Deliverance is not a quick fix, so you can go back and do what you were doing before. It can fix the situation if you're willing to go all the way. But God won't deliver you just so you can go back and get back into what you were doing before. Why should he do that? It's a children's bread, and it's for you and I, but we've got to be serious about it. Otherwise, you know... You won't get the deliverance you're looking for. You won't have the peace you're looking for. You'll not have the fulfillment in life that you're looking for. You'll walk around empty. Look at all the, the wealthy Hollywood stars. They're tormented. Look at uh, Charlie Sheen, for example. Guy was making uh, close to, what, a million, one million point five per week, two million an episode? I think he was making seven, eighty million a year. You would think he would be uh, happy with that. He was not happy. He's miserable. That would give him peace. Look at Lindsay Lohan. Escaping jail for the fifth time. God have mercy. You think, well, why would they do that? They've got it all. They don't have it all. Money's not everything, folks. It can take care of a lot of problems, but it can cause a lot of problems, too. So just understand that um, the only thing that's going to fill that void is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only peace. Buddha's not going to do it. Buddha's dead. Muhammad's dead. He had syphilis and he molested children. Allah was a moon devil. Allah had no son. He was a moon devil. Allah is not the same God that you and I serve, folks. Muslims are deceived. They're on their way to hell. They don't repent. Pagans, same thing. You'll be, you love the trees, you'll go into hell and burn like a tree. You'll be cast into the fire if you don't repent. Santeria devil worshippers, you may make a little bit of money right now charging people for ceremonies. You may think it's a cool thing to and be involved in. I look at Santeria worship as the uh, the evil twin of the modern charismatic, not more modern charismatic, but the modern prosperity uh, gospel being preached. They're both looking for money. They just worship a different God. And they're both deceived. God hasn't called us to become millionaires and live our best lives. 
He's called us to pick up our cross and follow his son to our grave, if necessary. Not compromising. Working. Doing the will of the Father, which is standing the gap for the innocent, the widows. Bless Israel. Feed the poor. Visit those in jail. Give a child a cup of cold water. Visit the homeless. Give them food. Take two jackets. You keep one. Give one to someone who doesn't have one. Visit those in the hospital. Cast out demons. Lay hands on the sick. Raise the dead. If you're not doing the other two, you probably won't see raising the dead anytime soon. But it's possible. We've been called for a greater purpose than to live our best life now. We've been called to lay down our life now so we can have a great life in the time to come, in eternity, or the new millennium. Well, praise God. So, it's a live show tonight. Uh, we're going to start taking some phone calls. If you need prayer tonight, 917-889-2745. 917-889-2745. Take your calls if you want to share a testimony, you got a question, need some deliverance, need a demon cast out in Jesus' name, Jesus can set you free tonight. He does the work. We're just bond servants, you and I, and any other believer out there that will serve the Master, the Lord Jesus Christ, doing what he's asked us to do. Stand the gap for one another. Pray for one another. And remember the reason for the season. It's the Lord Jesus Christ shed his blood on Calvary, the only sacrifice that could pay the debt of sin. There was no heart package. There's no the Jesus Christ was the true bell out. He's given an option for you and I to be bailed out of hell. But you gotta take it. You've got to receive him in your heart and you've got to make him your Lord and Savior. And then go out and do what he asked you to do. And when you'll find that out is get in the Word of God every day. If you're not reading the Word of God, nothing's gonna change. You got mental problems, then get in the Word of God. It will renew your mind. Stop taking the Prozac and get in the Word of God. The answer is not Dr. Phil and the psychiatrist. It's the Word of God. It's hearing the Word of God. It's reading it. And it's applying it. Study till you show yourself approved. Do I hear an amen out there? Well, praise God. So I'm going to read a little uh, verse here, and then we're going to take some phone calls. If you got your uh, swords out there with you, I'm going to read out of Psalms. You know, some people do crossword puzzles to keep their mind sharp. No man that in his 70s, 80s would do a crossword puzzle every day. Someone told me, get into the Psalms every day. I believe that's a better. <laughs> it's the Word of God. It's a supernatural book. It's the sword of the Spirit. One sentence from the Word of God is more powerful than the nuclear bombs that were dropped on... Uh, well, the atomic bomb dropped in Hiroshima or any nuclear bomb in our arsenal. It's powerful. The world may be on fire, but the word of God will stand. And it will be performed. God watches over his word to perform it. Read Psalms. It's great. And there's a lot of warfare scriptures embedded into it. So, um, here we go. 
We're going to uh, read from Psalms, and I'm going to read Psalms 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Okay, I'm going to have to kick some money out of the chat room, it looks like. Now, you know what? We welcome anybody to come in the chat room, but hey, you don't have to use uh, vulgar languages to make your point. In fact, that just shows me that you're a Cretan. You've probably been playing too much PlayStation 3 and Xbox, and forgive me, Lord, for interrupting the word, but it's true. The people that use foul language, they've got a demonic spirit, number one. But secondly, uh, they probably have a second-grade education because they have no articulation of word. Maybe you have a vocabulary of 25 words, and that's why you have to use profanity. Stop playing the video games and start reading the Word of God. Increase your word power. Make America proud. We're at the, uh, the low end of the spectrum when it comes to schooling. We're failing, folks. What's going on here? What's happened to the America that our grandparents lived in? What happened to the America that uh, fought Hitler and won? Fought the Japanese Imperial Armor Army? We've got nothing but a, a generation of boneheads out there. All they do is curse, and they have no vocabulary, and they can't even form a sentence. It's sickening. That's what a public education will do for you. You know, you can turn it around, though. You know, if you're that way at uh, 17, 18, 21, you think you're going to be much different at 41? Not if you don't apply yourself. Yeah, this the, the country has went to the dogs, folks, literally. So let's get back to the Word of God. In fact, I'd be surprised if some of you out there that love to curse could even read the Word of God. You probably don't even know how to read. You probably were uh, graduated under Goals 2000. Okay, let's get back to the Word of God. When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in the temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall mine enemies be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy upon me and answer me. When thou saidst, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help, lead me not. Neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty 
I had fainted unless I had delivered to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Now, folks, that's a good admonition right there. There's also another parallel verse that says, He that waiteth on the Lord shall renew his strength. One time I asked God, God, what am I to do? And I heard that voice. He that waiteth on the Lord shall renew his strength. How do you hear from God? You hear from God many times through his word. If you write the word on the tables of your heart, what he does is he quickens it to your memory. You'll say, where did that word come from? That was the Holy Spirit that quickened it. If you don't put the word of God in it, in your, in your, in your heart, in your mind, to renew it, God's not going to have much to pull on. If you don't study to show yourself approved, what's going to happen? You'll become ashamed. You don't study before a test at school. What happens? You fail the test. And this time, to fill the test that uh, the believer is going to have to go through, the trials and the tribulations before the return of Jesus, there is no summer school, folks. If you fail the test, take the mark of the beast. I don't care what people say. There's no get-out-of-hell-free card. You don't ask Jesus to come into your heart, and then irregardless of what you do, you're going to make it to heaven. That's a lie from the pits of hell. I don't care if it can only be caught, as some say. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Let's get it right. Yes, you can accept the Lord Jesus Christ, and you can sustain. And you can stay in his hand, but if you want to jump out of his hand, you'll be committing suicide. And there's going to be many that are going to fall away, because they were not prepared to go through what's coming. If you take the mark of the beast, you bust hell wide open. You do not pass go. If they line you up and they say, renounce Christ or we're going to put a bullet in your head. You renounce Christ, you do not pass go, my friends. Renounce Christ or we're going to take your head with a guillotine, as the Muslims will probably do to many. If you say, no, I renounce Christ, I convert to Islam, folks, you'll be sent to hell. You may live a little while longer, but ultimately you'll die and burn and bust hell wide open. Do I hear an amen out there? There are some sins that there's no forgiveness of. It's called blaspheming the Holy Spirit. There's some that blaspheme. There's no forgiveness for that. You do not want to go that route, my friends. Blasphemy is attributing a miracle work of God to the power of Satan. You don't want to even be involved in that. Some may even tempt you to get on the bandwagon. Just keep your mouth shut. It's not worth it. If they're going to blaspheme, you don't have to go to hell with them. Do I hear an amen out there? What am I saying here? Am I saying that uh, you got to, you can't be saved to make it to heaven? No, I'm saying that you can be saved, but you can also fall away. So that you will not fall away, you've got to stay close to Jesus. You've got to draw close to him. Okay? There's going to be things coming soon that are going to cause men's hearts to fail them for fear. We're going to have a red dot invasion in this country. Mexico, Cuba, Nicaragua, and Central America are going to invade up the NAFTA superhighway that's been built that runs up through Texas. Russian Spetsnaz troops are going to sabotage nuclear power plants when the government is 
engaged in containing some kind of civil war. I don't know what the trigger effect is. China, Russia are going to attack when we're the least vulnerable. The generals and the Chinese armies have been preparing for that day for over 20 years. Russia, too. They're not drawing down the nuclear arsenal. They've got the most advanced military aircraft on the face of the planet. I'm talking Russia and China. They still have the nukes tipped, pointed at America. And what do you think that sub was that popped up off the California coast and fired that missile? That wasn't an airplane, folks. That was a Chinese or Russian sub. And you know what? God's going to allow it to happen because this the blood of the 60 million aborted children that's been flushed down the toilets and down the drains and when it goes down into the sewers of America is crying out for God tonight. If God did not judge, you'd have to make an apology to Sodom and Gomorrah. Do I hear an amen? And you folks out there that uh, want to laugh about the message tonight, you won't be laughing as you're lining up to take a handout from Homeland Security and end up going into the uh, the Superdome. Some of those people didn't come out. We don't know where they are at this point in time. You don't want to be at the mercy of the world, especially a new world order. Because what they're going to do is they're going to weed you out, folks. God is going to bring such a persecution on this planet that he's going to weed out those that are lukewarm. He's going to force you to make a decision. There can't be any unsettled business at the end of the day. You're going to have to accept Jesus Christ, or you're going to have to deny him and take the Antichrist mark. And the situation is going to accelerate so rapidly that many are going to be caught off guard like a thief in the night. God, have mercy. What happened to us? But I was a virgin. You know, the ten virgins. They all fell asleep. Only five, though, were had oil. Other five didn't make it in. As far as you know, they, they, went, <laughs> they were shut out. The groom said, I, I never knew you. I don't know who you are. You're not coming in. Folks, I believe that's a picture of the church that's going to fall away. They don't have the oil to sustain them through what's coming. Do I hear an amen out there? Yes, China is going to put the pressure on us. They already have. If they dumped our treasury notes right now, we would go into total collapse. I'm not a financial expert, but any dummy can go over and check the price of Kitco.com or Steve Quell's website and look at gold and silver. How many of you scoffed at uh, Steve Quell when he said gold was going up? You could have made some money. I listened to him in 2005. He went back a lot further than that, warning the message. And you know what? You could have got gold at seven, eight, twelve dollars an ounce. It's what forty-seven dollars an ounce right now. You could have tripled your money. Of course, we don't learn anything about gold and silver in school. Most people can't even count without a calculator. And that's not going to save you. There is a time coming where even that is cast in the streets. But you know what? If we had listened and had done something, when many of us could have done something, you could have paid your home off right now. I do know some people that listened. They're debt-free right now. When silver shot up quadruple, 400%, what did they do? They had a windfall. They paid off their debts. 
But you see, the, the world doesn't want you and I to be out of debt. They want us to be in slavery, economic slavery, spiritual slavery. And slavery at the end of the day is slavery. You're not your own. You're captive. You're controlled by the whim of others. And that's the plan for America, folks. It's going to be just like it was in Jeremiah 50 and 51. I mean, Jeremiah's day, and, and USA has talked about Jeremiah 15 and 51. If you want to know where America is in end-time prophecy, also read Revelations 18. And you know what? God is going to judge this nation. He's going to judge other nations around the world. And we're going to be in some terrible, tumultuous times here. The people can't even read. I, I bear, you know, bear to think what they're going to be going through. God have mercy. We have a real enemy that wants to see you and I disenfranchised from America. They want to take our farmlands. Russians have eyes on that right now. An invasion is coming. It was prophesied. Dmitry Dudeman saw it 20 years, 25 years ago coming. Henry Groover, David Wilkerson, he's still alive. Dr. Jonathan Hansen saw it, and many others did. It's coming, my friends. Like it or not, that day is going to come. And many are going to be in physical captivity. He that is meant for captivity, and the captivity he shall go. Because some people did not wake up, that's where they're going to close their eyes. And I agree, this is not our home. We're citizens of heaven. But I'm just uh, I'm speaking to those out there that are ignorant of the hour. Jesus says you can look up the sky and tell that it's going to rain tomorrow. But you're ignorant of the time you're living in. Even the stork knows it's appointed seasons. The Word talks about. Jesus said, watch and pray that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things. And endure till the end. This is not something that I want to preach. I would much rather preach, live your best life now. If I were crooked, that is. If I wanted to make a lot of money, I would be pumping you up right now. I would be tickling your ears. I would be telling you that hell is not real. Folks, there's people dying to go to hell every day. There was a man two weeks ago that saw the death angel coming for his 74-year-old father laying in the hospital. I don't even know that this man acknowledged God, but he saw the death angel. You see the death angel, you'll you'll know it when you see it. It's the skull face with the sickle, the long cloak. I've seen a two-foot-tall death angel that witches were offering food sacrifices to. Folks, this is real. And the moment in the twinkle of an eye, boom, your spirit leaves the body, and you're one of two destinations. It's that serious, folks. The time to make a decision is now. We've got things coming on this country and coming on this planet that will cause people to have heart attacks instantly. I know a guy that committed suicide two weeks ago. He was a cosmetic surgeon, a Hollywood surgeon. At one time, I considered him my friend. He couldn't take it. He committed suicide. It's unfortunate. Spirit leaves the body, you're in hell if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got a uh, generation being raised, a 
they don't believe in God. They've been told that they came from a tadpole out of a, a primordial ooze. They've been lied to. They've been told that uh, if you're not having sex, there's something wrong with you. So most of them are engaging in sex, and they're picking up STDs, which they're going to carry around like luggage for the rest of their lives. I'm talking genital herpes. I'm talking cervical cancer. I'm talking some diseases they haven't even given a name for yet. That's so fun now, is it? Or you've got an unwanted pregnancy. Not even prepared to to move out of your parents' house. Now you've got to support two more. It's horrible. And then we've got an enemy which is going to descend on this country and run over it like a steamroller flattening out the uh, pavement. And we've got a whole generation that's running down with their pants right below their buttocks. Imagine an enemy chasing you. You'd fall and slip. You know what I'm talking about? I saw one of those guys today at the mall. I went out and he had this pair of big baggy jeans and you can see, you know, it was hanging down. What's up with that? That's stupid. Got a generation walking around with tattoos all over their body, ear piercings, nose piercings, tongue piercings. They can't even read. They have no skills. They're basically cretins. They're ripe picking, folks, and that was by design. I saw a uh, special today, and they showed two kids. They were asked to draw a picture. One of them was normal. The other one clearly had pesticide poisoning. It affected his brain. They're dumbing us down. Most of you are dumb. If you're below the age 18 right now, and you were schooled in the public school system, and you don't even know it. I weep for the kids. They're jammed full with vaccinations that that contain mercury, thimerosal, that contain up to 27 different toxic chemicals. Punch in squalene if you can type it. And I'm talking to those that uh, just worship Marilyn Manson. That's where a lot of our blisters are coming from tonight. Those that worship a man that cuts himself because he's being tormented by demons. He doesn't know if he's a man or a woman. And why? Because the poor kid is under generational curses because his grandfather left behind some 16-millimeter footage making love to animals. I didn't make that stuff up. That's Marilyn Manson's story. Bestiality. He was normal until his brain got warped, and I'm praying for the guy. God could use him in a mighty way. Very, he's very articulate, but he's, uh, he's deceived. And I'm still wondering, is Lady Gaga a man or a woman? I think it's a man. You bet me a cheeseburger on that one? I really don't know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm serious. The kids are being dumbed down. They're being forced to have these vaccinations. We've got estrogen being pumped into the water supply. We've got chlorine. We're being told that Soy is healthy, and it's turning the men into girly men. We're microwaving our food. Half America is obese, maybe more than that. 
We're being poisoned by artificial sweeteners. We're being told that white sugar is healthy. What's up with that? High fructose corn syrup that your liver can't even process, yet it's in everything. We're being poisoned physically through our food, through our water. Our brains are being being poisoned. The minds are rotting. You turn on the TV today and there's abortion. There's homosexuality. There's bestiality. There's murder. There's incest. Got the Playboy channel there. There's witchcraft. There's vampirism. God have mercy. It's a we're being bombarded. All the while, our enemies are watching us with bated breath for the opportunity to pounce. And that time's coming, folks. There will be a Red Dawn invasion in America. Rachel and her children weeping, and they would not be comforted. That That's going to be here in America for many out there that are asleep. Somebody's got to be awake on the wall. The watchman was found sleeping. The one on the other wall was found drunk. And the enemy has already broached the gates. We're in some serious trouble here, folks. We're being set up for the kill. This economic collapse has been planned. They've drained the money supply. The lines are being separated, and you're going to be ultra-poor, ultra-rich. There's going to be no middle class. How many of you can even afford right now to fill up your gas tank? It's only going to get worse. And we want to make jokes and question of God's real. Folks, Jesus Christ and God is your only hope right now. If you don't, I weep for you. If you don't know him, I weep for you. It's a sad day to be an American. I don't know how to get off onto this tonight. But I just see people being slaughtered left and right. You don't know how many calls I have to take. People want to commit suicide, looking for ways to kill themselves every day. Others are being raped. Others that have opened the door and cancer is eating their faces because of sin. Others with sexual diseases because they thought if they didn't have premarital sex, people would think there was something wrong with them. People had so much sex, they're sterile. They couldn't have children if they wanted to. Go ahead and party. Well, there's 1.3 million of you on Marilyn Manson's page. I think half of you don't even know what sex you are. Go ahead and party. Laugh. Make fun. Call in and, and read me lyrics like you did last night from Billy Joel and you know, tell me what you want to do to your stuffed animal. I've never taken more crude calls in all my life than we had last night. It just shows me the depravity. People are ripe for the killing, my friends. I've been overseas. I've been into the countries that hate you and I and are waiting for an opportunity to invade. They're not going to talk, talk about it on TV, but I've seen it firsthand. I would have... Five of the last seven years overseas. I've traveled extensively. And I know what is being prepared. They're preparing to come in for the kill. 
So this is a live program tonight. Don't take my word on it. Go do your own research. Glenn Beck was a Mormon, and he's not going to make it to heaven unless he repents. But he was starting to come out with some truth, and they asked him. Conspiracy is any two people that sit down and make a decision to do something. Conspiracies are real. The plan is to take everything you've ever worked for, everything you ever have, and to put your grandchildren in slavery that you haven't even had yet. Economic, mental slavery, they're going to track every move that you make. Everybody's rushing out to get the Android or the iPhone or the iPad 2. You know, it's got GPS tracking in it. They know every location that you're in. When's the last time you went to Best Buy? Any store, and they ask you for your phone number. They ask you for your card. They want to track everything that you bought. They want to know where you're at 24 hours a day. Talk to some of the friends over in Britain. There's more cameras than people just about. Everything is monitored. But I have nothing to hide. Well, definitions change. What today is accepted tomorrow is a terrorist. You're aware of roving wiretaps? That's old technology. You and I are sitting at a Starbucks. We both got our cell phones laid out on the table. You're drinking your chai latte or your soy latte. I won't touch soy. I'm drinking a cappuccino with two raw sugars. And all they've got to do is access the backdoor software in the phones. Okay, and they turn your telephone into a live mic. They can activate your mic remotely, folks. That's old technology. It's called roving wiretap. It means wherever you're at, they can access your telephone. They can hear what's going on. Landline the same way. It's called phone trapping. You, you hear a ring. You go to pick it up. There's nobody there. But your microphone in the headset, which is is a high-powered mic in most handsets, has been activated, and they hear everything that's going on in your room. It happens, my friends. It's called control. It's called the welcome to the new world order. And it's called they're going to tighten and tighten the noose until everybody has done something worthy of going to jail. And you're either going to comply and be a worker bee, okay, or they're going to in-process you into a slave labor camp where you work for two cents a day for the state. Talk to people in Texas right now. More prisons than any other state. Huge. It's coming, my friends. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Ultimately, they want to kill you and I if you don't go along with their desires. And I'm not going to sit down and try to break down all the the individual components. I, I've been researching that for a long time, and I realize it's vanity. All you got to know is who's at the top. It's Satan. He hates your guts. He wants to kill you. He wants to see you die a premature death. He wants you to die lonely, sad, broke, diseased, and ready to commit suicide. 
because you're being tormented day and night. Heath Ledger's money couldn't save him. He died, overdosed on Oxycontin and other drugs. Drugs isn't your answer. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Satan wants to kill you. He wants to steal from you, and he wants to destroy everything. He wants to get you into hell so his demons can laugh at you for eternity. What a fool you were. We tricked you. You thought Marilyn Manson was God. You thought Bush or Bill Clinton or Obama really loved you and cared about your best interest. Folks, they all work for the same people. It's Satan. It'll be too late then when your spirit leaves the body. And you'll think back about this uh, this weekend, Passover weekend, where we're celebrating Jesus Christ, who gave his life for you and I. But you didn't accept him. And there's no second chance if you find yourself in hell. You have eternity to think about it. Think about how stupid you were. Think about how, at the end of the day, what you thought was the reason for living was vanity. Take King Solomon. He had access to everything. All the women he wanted. All the money in the world. The richest man in the world. He was given all the wisdom in the world. Never be a guy like him. And he had everything. He indulged. And he said, it's all vanity. He said, fear the Lord and obey. That's the key right there. Folks, this is a testing ground for you and I. 70, 80 years, whatever you're going to live. Maybe you have good genes and you live to be 92. That's a, that's a drop in the bucket. I woke up the other day and I realized half my life's over just about. I said, where'd he go? Some of you are further down the path than me. Or maybe you're just uh, you know, getting out of school and you think, oh, I've got the whole world ahead of me. Folks, time's short now. I'm sorry to break the news to you. So we had another 50 years. I don't think so. I'd be lucky if we have five. I don't know. But I know it's short. And I know there's no guarantee that you're going to live. We had better take advantage of the best deal of all time, and that's forgiveness and being able to be put back in fellowship with our Creator through the Lord Jesus Christ. It's deliverance from demons. It's being able in times of trouble to wait on the Lord so your heart doesn't have to fail you for fear. Psalm 27 is talking about my heart shall not fear. Why? Because I understand that the Lord is my like my salvation. And if, you, if you're with the Lord, you don't have anything to fear, folks. What you need to fear is the Lord who can destroy your body and destroy your soul in hell. If you reject him. We were reading from Psalms 27. Uh, Psalms 27, and um, it's just one of many Psalms out there. That's actually a warfare manual. You get in there and where you see David attacking the host of hell, okay, talking about his enemies. I mean, you see, hear, see him talking about his enemies. Um, that's also talking about our enemies, which is Satan and his host of hell in this age. 
If you fight in the Word of God, you can use it as ammunition against the enemy. And so, listen, I'm just trying to tell you, folks, time's short. Look at what we've already been through this year. This quarter is almost over. We're going into the second quarter. Only four quarters this year. We're going into 2012. I mean, time's short. All hell's going to break loose. Everything you thought was important, you're going to find out didn't really matter. Be fighting for just something to eat or a place to lay your head. Or a little peace. So you can rest. But I'm here to tell you that uh, it, what is coming is no surprise to God. And God will take care of that which is His. If you're His son or daughter, you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. He'll take care of you in hard times. Never see my the righteous forsaken or their seat begging bread is what David said. We can make it in hard times. We can actually be victorious. God can even bless you financially in hard times when everybody else is scratching their head. Wonder where the next bill is going to come from. Heard of a guy who was in jail one time in a foreign country, and God fed him with a rat. The rat would bring food to a crack, a hole in the wall. Amazing. God needs to send a raven. I'm saying that if we're walking close to the Lord, we're obeying him, we've done what we were told to do, and we need help. You know, like it says in Psalms 27, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You want your heart to be strengthened. You don't want it to be weakened and fail you for fear of what's coming. Because I can tell you there's some evil folk out there. This isn't like Japan. You have a crisis and everybody has to vacate and everything's safe that, that wasn't washed out to sea, of course, or or ground up in the tsunami. Not here in America. you got to look over your shoulder. Because someone will steal you blind in two seconds. We've got no respect for each other here in America. People are evil. Talked to some people one day and I said, are you preparing for hard times? Do you know that... Um, you're going to need food in the days ahead. We've all got to eat, right? And I'm talking to people that were able to do something. Yet, you know, they said, no, I don't believe it. Well, they didn't believe silver was going to go to $47 an ounce either. Or gold was going to hit 1500 But I feel like fools now. They told me, you know what, I'll take what I need at gunpoint. And that's what some people are planning to do. God have mercy. You cannot prepare in the physical for everything that's coming. But you can do some things, and having done all, you stand, and you wait on the Lord. And he'll supply your needs according to his riches and glory. Unto thee I will cry, O Lord, my rock, be not silent to me, lest if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. Folks, we don't want the Lord to be silent to us. I'm talking about the pit of hell, the very low compartment in hell. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee, and lift up my when I lift up my hands toward the, thy holy oracle, draw me not away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity, which speak peace to their neighbors, but mischief is in their hearts. Give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of their endeavors. 
Give them after the work of their hands. Render to them their dessert. Because they regard not the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands. He shall destroy them, and not build them up. Blessed be the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise him. The Lord is their strength, and he is the saving strength of his anointed. Save thy people, and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also, and lift them up forever. God's able to protect you, to be your shield, to feed you, to take care of you in time of famine, in time of trouble. And you know what? God is long-suffering. He doesn't wish anybody to perish. That's why many of you are still alive. Many of you probably should be dead. I know I should probably be dead now. Satan's tried an assassination of my life more than once, or that of my family. And my point is, uh, you're here for a reason. Maybe you haven't accepted Christ yet. Well, God loves you enough that he gave you another day to make a decision. Now, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. This may be your last day. I'm not here to scare you. I'm just telling you the truth. I know at least five people who died in the last two weeks. Some dropped dead of heart attacks. Others died in the hospital. One man committed suicide. Others died of old age. Folks, there's so many ways you can go. I know a guy got shot in the head, robbed for $50. I know another guy, he put a bullet in his own head. He was depressed on Halloween, and he was drinking a little bit too much alcohol. I knew others that died, and they left Ferraris in their garages. And another man is enjoying the fruit of their labor. They thought that they were going to work their whole life and then retire, enjoy it. They didn't make it to retirement. If we've got food, some, something to drink, and a place to sleep, we need to count ourselves blessed. Be content therein. I don't know how we got on this tonight. But uh, do I hear an amen out there? We cannot waste another day, folks. We are not guaranteed tomorrow. This may be the last day we get. What would you do with this if you knew this was your last day? Your priorities would change really quick, wouldn't you? You'd realize that most everything around is vanity. You'd probably walk away from it. We're going to probably have to walk away from some things in the days ahead. But you know what? If you trust in the Lord, you put your faith and trust in Him, whatever you do for Him in this time is put on your credit, is credit to your account in heaven. And God keeps good books. That's where you want to put your reward. Do I hear an amen? So um, we've got a live program tonight. Let's take a, just a short break, and then we're going to be back and take some phone calls. You're listening to Omega Man Radio. At uh, 10 o'clock tonight, uh, Watchman Radio, Omega Man Radio, is going to be running a a live stream together. And I want to invite everybody over to the Watchman Radio show at 10. I've got a link posted in my Facebook, and I will put it in the chat room. Okay, so we're going to take a break. <clears throat> 
and then we're going to be back uh, and take your calls. God bless you. Introducing Desert Burn Hootia. Hootia is a plant resembling a cactus which has been used for hundreds of years by the African tribes in the Kalahari Desert to stave off hunger while they hunted for game and food was sparse. Rediscovered by scientists looking for a solution to the epidemic of obesity, Hootia is now available in the USA through this special radio offer. Desert Burn Hootia is an all-natural supplement created from the African Hootia Gordoni plant which is offering hope to those wanting to lose weight. Desert Burn Hootia works where other products have failed. An ingredient in Hootia is believed to send a signal to the brain that you are full, which can help you eat less than before and to lose weight. We all know you must burn more calories than you're taking in, so if overeating is your problem, then Desert Burn Hootia could be the solution you've been looking for. This is the year to remake yourself. Make a decision today to win. Order Desert Burn online at www.desertburn.com or by phone at 1702 one eight nine zero. All right, praise God. God bless you for tuning in tonight. It's a live program. Uh, this program is called Omega Man Radio. Maybe you've asked, uh, who, what is the Omega Man? Well, you know, years ago, I, you know, of course, many of you know that I'm a movie aficionado. Some people grew up; their parents were worshiping the god of sports every week: football, basketball, kickball, whatever it is. All I played was t-ball. And, um, you know, they raised sports, so forth. Not in my house, so my father did two things. He loved movies. So we'd go to the movies like every week. I think I saw my first uh, movie at age five. I think it was Benji or something like that. <laughs> and he loved guns. Many of you know that I was a uh, federal firearms dealer. You want to talk uh, guns? 7.62 times 39, 7.62 times 51. You know, we can talk that. I know the lingo. I was raised watching movies and uh, got my first BB gun when I was five. Shot a window out with it, I think, when I was six. Got angry at my brother and shot him in the fanny with a BB gun. My granny. Took my Daisy BB rifle away and she put it up on a in a bathroom up on the uh, the light fixture and melted the the stock that was into that gun. <laughs> but uh, years ago, I remember seeing this movie called The Omega Man by Charlton Heston. This was the forerunner to um, to the uh, oh, what's his name Will Smith. You know, I Am Legend movie. Of course, there was actually a black and white version. Uh, for you movie aficionados, so you know I'm, I'm, I know I'm, I know what I'm talking about. It was with uh, Vincent Price back in the uh, late '50s. It's actually it was a great science fiction movie. That was the forerunner. So yeah, Omega Man, Charlton Heston, one of my favorite actors. I liked him so much that I named my firstborn son named Heston after Charlton Heston. My favorite actor. One of the few movies that the Omega Man would actually cry in. When I saw uh, I saw the movie Soylent Green, and there's a scene in there where Charlton Heston has never seen a, a real vegetable in his life. You know, they're eating Soylent, if they can get any food at all. And uh, they manage to get a a stalk of wilted celery and and an apple, and it's just a, it's a great scene between him and Edgar G. Robinson. 
You know, Charlton Heston can move me. Also in Ben-Hur, when Jesus reaches down to give him a gourd of water, and he looks up and he's ready to die, Charlton is in the Master, and Lord Jesus Christ gives him some water in the movie. At any rate, I digress. But there's a great movie. It's a cult classic called The Omega Man. I think it was 1970, oh, I'm going to date it probably 1974. Fantastic movie. But the last man alive, or so he thinks. Anybody else who survived the nuclear detonations and the plague, most of them have turned into zombies. And folks, plagues are coming. Nuclear detonation is coming in America. There's going to be NBC attack, nuclear biological chemical attack. And if you know me a few years ago, I believed the warning, and I was going to do something, on it. I was not going to sit still and perish because I didn't believe the warning. I was ready to go, 24 hours, ready to go. I had my bug out equipment, bulletproof vest, night vision goggles, infrared scopes, or infrared lasers, rather, night vision scopes, military vehicle. I was actually looking for a bunker. At that time, I was doing really well financially, and uh, if I had kept going, I would have probably bought an, a, an abandoned missile silo or something like that. That was my plan. My plan was to save my skin, much like the movie The Omega Man. The Omega Man was the last man alive. And I realized that God wasn't expecting us to repel the invasion when it comes. I said, God, I'm not going to stand by and allow the Chinese and Russians to invade this country and then Latin America to invade up through Central America because Nicaragua, Mexico, Cuba, and Central America will invade in fact, even as we speak, they've got uh, they're rebuilding the militaries down there. Places like Nicaragua, you've got Ortega down there, you've got Ortiz, you've got Venezuela. I don't know. I think they get taken out. Uh, they weren't in Dmitry Dudeman's vision, I think. So I think they probably will get hit. That's just my thinking. But my point is, uh, I was ready, and I said, God, I'm not going to stand by. I love America, but God, show me this is not Vietnam that's coming. This is not World War II. And we're not going to win this one, because God himself is going to allow our enemies to come and be used as this sort of judgment against this wicked land, a land that will not repent, although God wanted to repent and turn from its evil ways. And I said, God, I don't want to go into the concentration camps. I've seen the movie Red Dawn. I'm not going to be stupid. I headed to the hills. But then I realized you can't run from a predator which can fly at 10,000 feet, or raptor. They go by various names. That was what actually went into the the Pentagon. You notice they never found any wreckage over there. And what um, claimed to be wreckage they had under tarps. What it was is it was turbine engines. The thing was hit with a, uh, a predator drone. Went right into the Pentagon. And that was just a token attack. You know, they've attacked our, our, you know, our military headquarters. We've got to go into Iraq now. Folks, it's about the oil and the drugs. That's usually what it is, oil and drugs. And so, you know, I saw these things coming, and I said, you know, God, I'm preparing. And God said to me, trust not in horses and chariots, and go not down to Egypt for your help. You know, lean not on the arm of the flesh is what he was saying. And he confirmed it through some other 
brothers that were seeing the same thing, guys like David Ells. He's got a great article on it. You know, the word's very clear. He that lives by the sword will die by the sword. God is not calling us in America to repel the Red Dawn invasion when it comes. God's going to send it. How can you fight God? He sent it in Jeremiah's time. Now, there were people that were sustained. There were others that decided to rise up in the flesh, and they died. Even the king had his eyes poked out. Right after he saw his own kids uh, slaughtered. And then he spent his last days in a jail cell in Babylon. God's going to do it just like he did then. He came against wicked Israel because of their sin. And used their enemy, Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon, to invade. And they, they held him off for a little bit. Then ultimately they starved. And they started eating each other. I'm sure. And then ultimately they, they tried to escape and they were captured. Surround, they, they went into captivity, those that weren't put to the sword. That's coming here in America. And so God said, you know what? He that lives by the sword will die by the sword. He that seeks to save his life in this time will lose it. But he that will lose his life for my sake shall save it. You've got a couple of ways you can go out of this scenario. You can pick up the sword and fight it in the flesh. And we're outgunned, folks. Reagan saw to that in 1986. 25 years ago, machine guns were outlawed. Do you think you can you can fight uh, the New World Order, who's got the latest technology, including the ability to see through your walls, infrared? They've got stuff that you, don't, you and I don't even know about. They've got uh, sound weapons. They have microwave weapons. They tested one while I was in Virginia, and a helicopter went down over Quantico, fried them like a microwave. A couple of the bodyguards uh, that worked with Clinton, you know, he had like 100 people that died. Mysteriously, while he was in office. My point is, is you can't fight the New World Order. You're outgunned. They send predators 10,000 foot over Idaho and Montana. They're mapping the areas out that people would go to try to hide in this country. They'll starve you out. They'll smoke you out. I mean, heck, what do you think they took GPS coordinates from the Census Bureau? They've got your house mapped. All they've got to do is launch a cruise missile. Of course, they wouldn't waste one of those on your house. That's too expensive, but they've got other kind of incendiary advices they, they can drop on you. By cover of darkness, even. You can't fight these things. They can fire some of these things 20 miles away. My point is, is you won't win that war. You'll die. And he that lives by the sword dies by the sword. I don't think you make it, folks, in this time, if you decide to fight the New World Order. Now, I'm not talking about repelling a thug that wants to break in and jack you at night in your house. Someone comes through my door, they'll look down the barrel of a 12-gauge. I didn't tell them to come in to try to rape me or my family or kill us. They're not invited, and they're not any dangerous as long as they don't try to break in. But now I'm talking about a new world order. I'm talking, we're talking martial law now. When that time comes, you've got to lay it down. Lay down your weapons. God wants to protect you. He can hide you in plain sight. And he will protect many that way. There's others that are going to fall away. They're not prepared. They were they uh, attended Joel Osteen's church. They're trying to live their best life now. I don't know what Joel Osteen message he's going to have when people are going into concentration camps and have losing their heads, or they take the mark of the beast. In fact, he'll probably uh, be the first guy to hit in his jet, jet plane 
and fly overseas. You never hear from him again. But my point is, is um, I'm not talking. I'm not here to talk about Joel Osteen tonight. I don't waste my time with him. Other than I do like to post uh, messages in his chat room so that I, we can pluck some people out of the fire because there are still some people out there awake. They just need to be tapped on the shoulder. And God can send you to do that. That's why we've all got a mission. Okay? We've all got a realm of influence, and we need to obey the Lord and do what he's called us to do. Spies not the day of small things. You never know what the impact you're going to have. Just obey the Lord. Let him work out the details. But, you know, that's what the Omega Man was about. Mega Man was the man that would be alive when other people were dead. And, uh, you know, I had to walk away from that lifestyle because it put a, opened me up for a spirit of fear, paranoia. And I actually had to have a demon cast out of fear because I was ready. I was on high alert 24 hours a day. I had my nuke pills. I had my night vision. I had all the food. You know, I had bug-out vehicles. I had enough uh, water to last uh, 10 people for 30 days. And I'm talking in barrels. I didn't even have a well. I did everything I could. I was prepared. And, you know, there's a lot of those things are still good to do. You know what I mean? God wants us to use our brains. But, you see, I was just trying to preserve my skin. And for what? We're all going to die, folks. We've got to understand that. Nobody gets out of here alive, do they? Unless you, you know, make it to the end and see Jesus in the sky. But there'll be few. That'll probably be alive at that point in time. My point I'm trying to make to you is I had it all wrong. And that's not what God calls to do. He's called us to lay down a life necessary. And you know what? Not to fear death. I went from being in fear to now I'm not fearful like I was. I fear God. And um, if you fear God and you're ready to meet him, then what can man do to you? What do they can do? It'll be short and you'll be spiritually the body. You'll be standing with God and you'll be promoted. I don't have any. That's why I have no problem attacking the host of hell. I know if God be for me, who can be against me? And so, yeah, there's going to be people to fall away when persecution comes. They're going to deny Christ. You don't get into heaven, folks. I'm sorry. If you deny Christ and you take the mark of the beast, it's over with. There's going to be some pick up the sword. They're going to die by the sword, get slaughtered. There's some that are meant to go into captivity. And if you go into captivity, most of you will die within 10 days. You'll lose your head in the concentration camps. But that's uh, what's meant. And, you know, if you do that, be faithful to the end, you get a martyr's reward. There's some that um, are going to endure till the end to see Jesus Christ return. There's others who probably die through natural causes. That's why I say you never know what's coming tomorrow. It could be an earthquake in your backyard. You, you know, what are you going to do about it? You could be on your vacation. Next thing you know, you pick the wrong place at the wrong time and a tsunami comes through. I took out a quarter million lives over the Christmas holidays some years ago. I'm just telling you. You can't really dwell on that. You know, I, I realize I'm saved. I'm ready to meet Jesus 24 hours a day. I don't really worry about it. Does that mean you still got to make some preparation? Absolutely. I'm not saying that there's not some things we need to do. And some of the things I was doing wouldn't still be applicable to today. But that was my modus operandi at that time, just to save my skin. But when the Lord got a hold of me, and I realized we've got to be willing to pick up our cross and follow him. He that will not do that is not worthy of Jesus Christ. Whoever puts his shoulder to the plow and looks back is not worthy of God. 
Don't be like Lot's wife. God gives you a warning, brings you out of all this, and then you turn back and say, you know what, I'd rather go back home. You don't want to do that. There's a warning. You'd be just like her parish. So that's where the Omega Man came from. How did I get off on this subject? I'm not sure. But, of course, I believe there's a uh, an alter ego to uh, the worldly Omega Man. There's the Christian Omega Man. It's those that will endure till the end. So either they see Jesus Christ returning in the skies, or they lay their lives down for Jesus Christ, or a friend. And that's the Omega Man I like to dwell on. It's the men and women that are going to endure till the end, till their end, and when they face the Lord Jesus Christ, he says, Well done, my good faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord, to what I prepared for you. So that's what we want to do, folks. We want to endure till the end. And along the way, God may have you make some preparations like, you know, food and and water and things like that. That's all good. You know, even if you can share with somebody you didn't have and win them to the Lord that way. That's all good. I'm not against that. In fact, I'm, I'm pro that. If you've been blessed, and you should do some of these things. Joseph and Noah prepared, and they were saved. And that's just having faith that the word means what it says. These things are going to come, and you're trying to to prepare. So, yeah, preparation's good. But just understand, it's just a means to an end. But ultimately, all that doesn't mean a hill of beans. If we do all that, and we're not working for the Lord. So, that's what this program is about. It's about trying to prepare people. It's about trying to minister to people. It's about trying to do what we can do to help. You know, there's 5.5 billion people in the world. And I think probably most are demonized to one degree or another. Those aren't good odds, considering the fact there's very few that want to get out there and get into the battle. Either they're afraid, you know, they, they don't have faith. They'd rather do something else that's not convenient to them right now. Ooh, I don't want to talk about that. It gives the devil too much power, some will say. I don't have to worry about that. I'm a Christian. I can't have a demon, others will say. We know Jesus came save those that were lost and those that were sick. That's why I invite the people from Maryland Manson. God, God's no respecter of persons, and there's people out there dying right now. God loves everyone. doesn't want anybody to perish. Some are too busy to go out there and witness and proselytize. They're too busy in their church. At the end of the day, God looks at you know some of the things that we do, and you know He's disgusted. You know He doesn't respect it at all. We need to be about the Lord's business, doing what He would have us to do, not what we think is important. And if you're out there standing in the gap for people that are dying and going to hell, you're know, praying that God will have mercy on them, even despite of themselves. You know, who knows? I asked God the other night, I said, I'd like you to save every member of my family and everybody that I know that I consider a friend. Stand in the gap for the people. How do you know that God won't have mercy on them? Even those that oppose themselves. It takes the Holy Spirit to draw a person. And then if he draws them and they spurn the Holy Spirit, well, you may only get a few opportunities before God turns you over to be a reprobate. God forbid that you find yourself a reprobate because you spurn the Holy Spirit one too many times. If you're even on this program tonight and you're here you know, trying to have some fun and you want to call in and talk about your Domino's pizza or your 
you know, your stuffed animal like last night, you know, you may think it's it's a joke. You won't be joking when the death angel shows up at your house. No one will hear you scream. Your spirit will leave the body and they'll find your corpse. But it'll be too late for you. And then maybe you'll reflect back that you had tonight as an opportunity to get serious, to grow up out there, and realize it's not about you and I. Living our best life now. You were made for a purpose, and that's to serve your Creator and His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Time to be a man and a woman out there. We've got forces at work here that want to kill you. They want to steal from you and destroy you. They want to take this country over. And they will do it before it's over with, unfortunately. But it doesn't mean you have to go down with the ship. If you're walking with the Lord, He can tell you ahead of time when to hit the road. Had the Lord warn me one time, three days ahead of time, of an event. Told I would get a knock at the door. I went into high-speed mode. I made my escape. Sure enough, that knock came. Lord was showing me, you better learn to move when I say move. You don't. You can be Pompeii toast, my friends. Die right there. Frozen in time, like in Pompeii. They had no idea the volcano was coming. They're people that have never been will never be heard from again. They're fish bait right now. They were swept out to the ocean in Japan. Probably eaten by some bull shark out there. It's real stuff, my friends. There's people that want to kill you, steal from you, and destroy. And that's just people. Enemies of this nation. Some of them are already embedded in this country. Spitznatz troops. I know people work on the border. There's a lot of non-Hispanics coming through the border, okay? You ask yourself, what's going on? Where are they going and disappearing? They're embedded and they're waiting for the to be activated. Just like Demetri Dudeman said. You want to know more about Demetri Dudeman, go to my website, omegamanradio.com, and I put up a clip from him. It's Prophecy for America. Make your own decision about that. And I'm just talking the human elements. We've got real enemies, folks, that want to see you and I slaves working in their factories. Living in a dormitory on bunk beds. Like during World War II. With a shoulder patch on. Slowly starving to death every day. While your mother and your sister are raped. Used as sex slaves. There's one billion Chinese. And they only they have a limit over there on how many children you can have. And most of the Chinese soldiers have been told when they get here they can take uh, any woman they choose. That's the war booty. They're coming. I'm just talking about the human element. Then you got the demonic element, which is probably working in your life right now. Trying to cause you to be depressed. Think there's no hope. Telling you to take the easy way out. Commit suicide. To trick you. That's just the beginning of your troubles if you take your life. They're out there with a curse of poverty on you. Or trying to take you with cancer. Or AIDS. Or overdose. Or get you so stoned that your brain becomes Swiss cheese. Spaced out. With your pants down. When the enemy comes. God forbid. We've got to wake up. 
We've got to put on the full armor of God. We've got to stay alert, sober, and vigilant. Because the, the enemy is a roaring lion, going about seeking whom he may devour. He eats people. means takes their lives. This is real, folks. There are people being killed out there right now by satanic forces. And that's why we're here. Some of you are probably involved in cults that you do human sacrifice. There are hardcore people out there that do that kind of stuff. The lower-level initiates probably don't know too much about it. Folks, a battle for our lives right now, and we don't have to be in fear. You do need to fear, though, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior tonight, because you're fair game. Easy picking. Got no protection outside of God. I attack the enemy because I know where my protection lies. It's in the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on that full armor. Cover yourself in the blood of Jesus. Loose the angels to assist in warfare in Jesus' name. And attack the enemy. Only safety is in attacking the enemy. Drive him back out of your land, out of your life, out of your home, before he drives you to the point of suicide. Or he manifests to someone else and you get stabbed by some psycho. So we don't tell demons just to come out. We, we take them out of circulation. We know demons that have jumped out of people, went in another one, possessed them, they took the knife and stabbed somebody within seconds. That's why you don't um, just tell a demon, come out. You want, to, you want to have them come out and go to where Jesus sends them? Send them to the pit or Tartarus? They don't let them run down the road and jump on somebody else. This is real, folks. You don't believe in it? Ask God to show you. You don't believe in God? Ask him to reveal yourself. I pray right now, Father God, that everybody out there that doesn't know you, that you would give them a vision of hell. You would let the demons manifest inside of them. Remove their mask, that they may see the terror of the Lord and run to you, God, while there's still time to run. In Jesus Christ's name, I'm asking God for mercy on everybody out there that doesn't know you tonight. Loose the spirits of salvation and adoption and all the lost out there in Jesus Christ's name. I bind the strong man and every foul, wicked spirit operating in the work lives and of anybody listening right now in Jesus Christ's name. We're going to go to some phone lines. The time's slipping away. Here we go. Let's go to area code 904. 904, you're on the air. How are you tonight? I'm fine. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Florida. Florida. Well, God bless you tonight. Oh, God bless you too, sir. I just want to say your words are an inspiration to me. I, I just have to, all these pagans and Marilyn Manson worshippers out there, they really need to take heed. I mean, because you and I, I know that we are we are no strangers to love because we know Jesus Christ. And and you know the rules. And, and so do I because we know we've been bathed in the blood of Jesus. And I don't think anything less than a full commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ is what I'm thinking of. So, you know, you can't get this from moon devils or pagans or Marilyn Mansons or any other guy. So, you know, I just want to tell everybody out there how I'm feeling and hope that, you know, they understand that Jesus is never going to give you up. He is never going to let you down. He, Jesus Christ, the Son, and Holy Spirit, they will never run around. They will never desert you. They will never make you cry. And, you know, if, if you give your life to them, they will never, 
ever say goodbye. They'll never lie to you. They'll never hurt you. So You know, I had 35 cents to my name one time. I was, really? living a, I was living in a foreign country. I've told this story before. I literally did not have enough money to buy a broom. Oh, now, I don't. I don't know if you can get any poorer than that, folks. Oh, that's. You know, I was poor. literally. I was two days away from death. I mean, I oh. was going to have no transportation. I'm in a foreign country, and um, you know, the family didn't come forward at that time to bail me out. And uh, I said, oh. God, I need. I need some help here. And it wasn't Allah that mm-hmm. helped me. It wasn't Marilyn Manson. No, that's Moon it, Devils. It wasn't uh, anything other than God had mercy. He reached down and had mercy on me. Oh, have mercy. And you know what? And um, turn my life around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been at, I've been at the point of death, and he saved oh. me. I, I've been at the point of um, not knowing where I was going to have food the next day. I lived on ramen noodles and bottles of water. Could oh, not afford a refrigerator. Look, can I ask you for a favor? My son, Christopher Poole, he lives on nothing but ramen noodles, and he has a demon in him. I know it. Every time he calls me, he's he's telling me things about Moon Devils and Marilyn Manson, and and I, I've tried to pray for him, but I just feel like I can't reach him no more. You know, I really so, like you- Brian Brian Warner. You know, Brian Warner is uh, one of the most articulate um, people that I know of this generation, but unfortunately, he's demonized. His grandfather was in the bestiality. His yeah. father thinks uh, you know it's it's funny what's going on and. You know, some even think that uh, Brian Warner, a.k.a. Marilyn Manson, I uh, right. name right, you know, he has the gift of, uh, you know, he was called, uh, you know, to work for the Lord in the area of prophecy, but Satan has taken the guy out. Now, you tell me if the guy, if a guy is is happy when he's over there cutting himself with switch with um, razor blades. No. Okay, he's made millions of dollars. He's still not happy. He's thinking about committing suicide because his girlfriend left him. Oh, my goodness. And and he just feels like he's going to be forever alone. I know it. But. And he doesn't even understand. You know, he, he's not even sure of his sexuality. He's androgynous. Now, do you think that that guy is all there mentally? Oh. Mm-hmm. There's one point, I think 1.4 million now on his Facebook wall that worship him. Oh. Man and I, woman. I, I just don't know how they can't see. They must be blind. Oh, Lord. So, I, you know, if if you could just say a prayer... For my son Christopher Poole, I mean, I I know it might be a moot point by now, but 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 please, please, I I, I pray that he sees sees a lot, you know, you know and, and you that know, Jesus is never you know, going to desert uh, him. That song that you uh, you wrote, gave the lyrics to, I think that came from that same guy yesterday called him with from Billy Joel. You almost all you know, listen to the same songs, but irregardless of that, I'm going to pray for you tonight. Now you know Lord Jesus is your Savior. I, I sure do. Yes, sir, and I know it. I pray to him every day in Jesus' name. He is my Lord and Savior in my life. Well, praise God. Sister, if you truly mean that, then uh, you don't have to worry what happens tomorrow. Oh, good. I I know. I I try, but, you know, he is my son, and I love him. And what is your name? My my name is uh, Lynn Poole. Lynn Poole. Well, Father God, I just lift up my sister Lynn right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I cover her with the blood of Jesus, also Christopher. I bind any strong man. And this sister right now, I bind any foul, wicked spirits, and I command you to manifest to come out of her right now in Jesus' name. Lord Thank Jesus Lord. Christ, rebuke you. Be weakened oh. by the blood of Jesus. Be weakened oh, by the blood of Jesus. Father oh, God, I loose the spirits of adoption and salvation in this sister and her friend oh, Christopher. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm asking God that you would show her your power. Show me, please. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen, niggers. I uh, I challenge you, sister, to ask God to reveal himself to you. That's what I uh, challenge you to do. And, you know, you can call in like that and make a prank call. I'll take your call. I'm civilized, and I understand that uh, what is at operation is a devil inside of you. And you know what? Standing in the gap for people, not being easily offended, is what we've been called to do. The mainstream church, they don't uh, believe in deliverance, yet they need it. And unless God takes the scales off of their eyes, then many of them are going to continue deceived, and they're going to continue taking psychotropic drugs, and they're going to continue as lukewarm Christians until the great tribulation hits, and they find themselves in the great falling away, many of them out there. But then God has uh, mercy, and there's people like Brother Burton, raised in a family, that were told that a Christian can't have a demon, and they saw it firsthand. Five of them came to the Lord Jesus Christ, got deliverance. Afterwards, um, and they were taught that a Christian couldn't have a demon. Well, they're, they're speaking uh, something totally different now. They tell you the truth, that you can have a demon, but you can also be set free. And I praise God, you know, and um Holy Spirit has to convict you, folks. If he doesn't draw you, a man can't come to him. And I'm just asking God right now, you'd have mercy on everybody out there that is tuning in that doesn't know you tonight. I know it's not your desire, God, that anybody should perish. And even in spite of people, God, that would call in to um, harangue you, to make light, even border on blasphemy, I'm asking that you would have mercy on them tonight, Father God. Reveal yourselves to them. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go to the next call. We're going to go to 706. 706 area code. You're on the air. How are you? Let's try that again. 706. Okay, I'll read the next three. 483. I won't give out your last four. I want to maintain your privacy. You're on the air. Okay, let's. Uh, we'll circle back around to you. You know, I've got to take a quick break. I turned on my air conditioner here, and it's like pumping out. I think it must be 60 degrees in here. I'm going to go to a quick break, and then I'm going to come back, and I see uh, four of the calls on the line. We'll get to everybody. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio. We do this show live every night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday nights at 7. Tonight is normally the show I have Brother Charlie Costello on. I told him if uh, he ever had um, a situation come up, he needed a night off. Don't worry. So he's out uh, fellowshipping with his grandchildren, his family, and the brother deserves it because he's been on the road fighting the host of hell. We gave him the night off tonight. We praise God for Brother Charlie, the ministry of salvation.net and .org. He'll be back with us next week. And, um, you know, I never sleep over here. You know, I, I take great pleasure and enjoyment from doing these programs, even despite some of the, the people that, uh, you know, call in here to to try to uh, disrupt the program. Hey, it doesn't bother me. I know that that girl was uh, had some issues. And uh, you know what? I don't think your southern accent really fits in with Fordham. And I can judge a southern accent. I was born in Georgia. I'm a redneck. <laughs> I'm a civilized redneck, though. 
I've lived all over from Texas to Alaska to Texas to California to Okinawa. I've been all over. I've got my cowboy boots. And I can put on a uh, country accent if you want, but I, uh, I I try to work on that. It's real it's real hard that when you come down to Georgia not to pick you start talking like this, you know what I'm saying? You you pick up that old accent, I'm gonna go out and have some grits down the cracker barrel. I mean really when you get around people, uh it's it's kind of hard down here in Georgia not to pick up the accent. I was in Panama one time. I was headed out to the San Blas Islands. I'm talking the place where they have the Kuna Indians that have been living on these little islands and, uh, te- uh, you know, huts, that's Roos huts, for 300 years. Something right out of National Geographic, and I'm um, being carried across this, uh, this, the ocean to one of these islands. And it was me and my wife, we went over there for the weekend when I lived in Panama. And there was some guy, I think he was from the Smithsonian, him and his wife, and I noticed he was an American, and I said, where are you from? Oh, I'm so-and-so. He said, you must be from Georgia. From the South. I said, how did you know? I thought I uh, hit my accent. Well, I guess not. Uh, at any rate, let's go to the break. I need to turn down my air condition. And we're going to be back and take some of your calls. We'll be right back. You know, I actually had to convert over to heat. It's cold over here. What's up with that? I've got an instant message here. We've got a demonic spirit that's manifesting. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock the door. Five, six, grab your crucifix. Seven, eight, going to stay up late. Nine, ten, never sleep again. Is what it says. I rebuke you, you foul wicked spirit. Loose my sister right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind the strong men, and I bind every foul wicked spirit. Operating this sister right now. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. Come out of her right now in Jesus' name. Loose her. Loose her in Jesus Christ's name. Come out of her right now. You foul, tormenting spirit. I bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Loose her and let her go. I loose the angels of God to go on right now. With the sword of the Lord to start stabbing the foul spirits. Drive them up and out. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to come out, demons, or I'm going to bind you and put you in a cage. In the name of Jesus Christ. You've got about ten seconds. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. Father God, I lift up the sister right now. I loose the ministering spirits of God into her right now. Power and love, sound mind. Wisdom and knowledge, Ephesians 1.17. I put a wall of fire around her in accordance with Zechariah 2 and 5. I cover her and her family and her sons with the blood of Jesus. And I bind and cage every foul, unclean spirit that has not exited. Put them in boxes. I fill them up to the top with the blood of Jesus, marinating them. You're going to be bound and gagged in there until you manifest and come out, demon. When you come out, you're going to go to where the Lord Jesus sends you. I loose the angels of God to go down and sword these demons every second of the day, day and night. No rest for the wicked. To read the word of God about their ultimate judgment and torturous, the lake of fire. And I forbid you to communicate with her. 
You're not even able to communicate with one another, demons. You remain bound and gagged till you come out. You can come out to go to Tartarus in Jesus' name. I thank you for the sister. I loose the Holy Spirit going to fill the voids, and I seal this with the blood of Jesus right now. Okay, I think that will take care of that one. If you need help tonight, call in 917-889-2745. Let's go to area code 661. You're on the air. Area code 661. I'd like to ask you a question. Go for it. Why are you a cat robot? Oh, come on. I don't even know what that one was about. I think that guy was like 13 years old. Okay, let's go to uh, area code 828. I guess this is what you get, folks, when you put your ad up on uh, whitehouse.gov and Marilyn Manson. 828, you're on the air. Uh, yes, I'm a new listener, and you have referred to the uh, host of hell. Could you explain that, please? And I'll take your answer off the air. I'll listen over the Internet. Well, Thank you. You, uh, absolutely. Well, God bless you. The host of hell, basically, you know, just the acronym for the enemy. Satan's armies. You've got Satan, the super fallen angel. He was the anointed cherub. Pride took him out. He thought he was going to have Jesus Christ's seat. And he caused a third of the uh, heaven's angels to, to go with him in revolt. Of course, God cast him out. And they've gotten judgment that's certain in the lake of fire. Hosts of hell are basically uh, Satan and all his minions, the fallen angels, the demons. Many believe um, the Nephilim, which were the offspring of the angels in Genesis 6 that came down and mated with the women. You want to really know, know some more detail? Go read the book of Enoch. It's extra biblical to a point, but the word of God does refer to it. Mentions it by name. It just wasn't put in our canonized text. But I think it sheds a pretty good light on what happened over there. They came down interbred. The reason the flood was sent is because they were going in and they were basically reproducing at such a rate that they were infiltrating the uh, the DNA gene pool. And when it says uh, Noah was the only one perfect in his generations, it didn't mean he was a perfect man without sin. It just meant that uh, he had not been corrupted with demon, you know, fallen angel uh, genes. Him and his three sons and the three daughters, that was it. And his wife, there was eight that made it. The rest had been corrupted. And these things did such abominable acts. The offspring, you know, they were the giants. They were carnivorous. They would eat. They would eat um, mankind. They would eat animals. They would mate with them. They would mate with fish. They, you know, they, they had these uh, chimera offspring. We're running into that, I believe, today when we run into these animal spirits. I don't know any other explanation for it. You've got the fallen angels. You've got the demons, which would be like their nephews. And you've got this, uh, these animal spirits, which uh, tried to get into heaven, and God said, you're going to be condemned to wander the earth. And they're seeking a place to reside. They're going through dry places. There's no rest. 
They've disembodied. They died in the flood, and they want to jump in you and I. And you've got this uh, hierarchy in heaven, the princes, the principalities, the rulers of darkness and high places. You know, there's a, a military command and control structure that goes all the way down. You've got your generals, you've got your, your foot soldiers, the, you know, the legionnaires, so to speak. And uh, this makes up the host of hell. Evil spirits under Satan's command. And there are many of you out there right now. Thank God, though, for deliverance. You can be set free. You don't have to be tormented anymore. We've seen people get set free, and they're taking their lives back. And that's what we've been called to do. Somebody's going to be in charge of your life. It's either God or it's going to be the devil. There is no in-between. You either choose Christ or you've chosen Satan by default. And you're going to be subject to his host of hell. And even as a Christian, many people are demonized. Because, you know what, you've got the ability to be set free, but you have to take action. Okay, you've got to, you've got to appropriate deliverance. You've got to take action and kick the demons out. Many of them came into you before you were born. I mean, they started the process, and they came in the womb. It's true stuff, folks. Let's go to the next caller. We're going to go to um, 716 area code. Hey, how are you this evening? Good evening, brother. How are you? Oh, man, I need some help. <laughs> Tell me what's going on. Well, my wife, she's been going through a lot of stress right now. Lately, she uh, recently lost a job, and she's really having a hard time uh, coping with it. And, you know, I've been trying to get through to her, you know, that Lord put us in this for a reason. And, you know, I understand, and, you know, the Lord guides me every day, all day. And we're, we obviously, her and I are in different spots in our Christian walk. And, you know, I can't, I know the quickest way to push her away is to push. And I need to let her grow at her own, at her own rate and pace. What um, kind of uh, job did she have? What, what does she do for a living? She's a nurse. Okay. Um in the area we're at, you know, it's kind of limited right now. You know, she's just having a hard time, you know, finding the right one. And Well, man, that's certainly a sought-after skill. I will tell you, if you've got nurse credentials, you probably will not have a hard way, time. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and, we're, see, she, she lost, she, she got, she made a nursing error when she was, uh, when she was a brand-new nurse about nine years ago. And okay. She didn't document something properly, and, you know, it put, you know, they, she, you know, got, uh, what, what is it? Uh, got a blackball you for a while? Basically, you know, she got something from the Department of Education, you know, and she, everything was found, you know, it's just, okay, slap on her wrist type of thing. Yes. Learn from your mistake. However, you know, things, certain places see that now, and they don't want to deal with it, so to speak, even though she's fully licensed on, you know, whatever, you know, she can fully... So they come back to, to haunt her later, or um, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, okay. And so she's stressed out about uh, oh, yeah. getting out of a job now. Without her income, can both of y'all sur- uh, still survive? Um, it, uh, it, it's a it's a close. You know, it's very close. Uh, but I mean, I'll have to do what I have to do to make make ends meet, and that's you know, I I fully understand that and accept it. Do you have uh, you have children now? Yes. 
yes, I, I'm blessed with a good career. Um, well, you know, one way to look at it is she got some time to be home with the kids. That's that, that can be a good thing. That's what I'm trying to get through to her. She she's just she's just not in the right frame of mind, and I, I'm I'm really worried about her. You know, she for whatever reason thinks that this. You know, I tried to tell her that you know it's not the job we need; it's you that we need, me and the kids. And you know, I, I she struggles with anxiety. You know, she's been I've been trying to get her to stop taking these stupid anxiety medicines for the last forever. What is she on, like, uh, some kind of Valium? Lexapro. I think Lexapro, it's okay. The, it's the SSRI or something like that. Okay, sure. You know, and, you know, she's... They had them out like candy these days, man. Oh, it's ridiculous, you know. And, I, you know, ever since she started taking it, she's changed. Uh, well, I mean, you know, she's also had some medical issues. She had a partial hysterectomy at, you know, at uh, 33. Yeah, that'll affect your hormones right there, absolutely. She's just got, you know, she's got a bad back, and she's got this, and she's got... She's got her fair share of medical issues too. So, sure. You know, but uh, does does she know the Lord Jesus as her Savior? I've I've led her to yeah. We've we've prayed and uh, awesome. You know, I, I you know I, I obviously I can't see her heart. Only the Lord can. And you know whether yeah. you know that's not up for me to decide. You know. <laughs> well, no, I mean absolutely. She, you know, she uh, she accepted the Lord. Then yes. You know, then that's that's where that's the basis um, for everything right there. I mean, so. Uh, praise God for that decision she made. Uh, does that mean we're not going to be attacked? No, uh, absolutely. The enemy is going to attack, and he's going to try anything he can to take us out. Yeah. But what we've got to do is understand that um, God has made a way, and that's called deliverance, and we can be set free of tormenting spirits. Now, the the, the thing you're up against right now is uh, she's on some psychotropic drugs, and really what they do, brother, is they just drop the natural hedge of protection that God puts around us all, because if we didn't have... This hedge, you know, we would we would be slaughtered. We'd be easy pickings, and so um, you've got to be in control of your mind. You know, that's where most of the battlefield is. So you've got a natural hedge, but what happens when you take the drugs? It drops the hedge, and basically the demons just come on in, and uh, bit by bit uh, they start wrestling control, and they're the ones you know driving the car, so to speak. So uh, you know, and unfortunately, a lot of them they'll tell you straight up. Side effects could include suicide. Now, go figure. Yeah. You know, and what it is is that's the demonic spirits, which will try to get the person to commit suicide because that's an easy way to take them out of the game. So what you've got to do is uh, you've got to, under a doctor's care, you've got to get them to wean, wean her off of, off of that and realize that whatever the reason that she took that, there's a solution in Jesus Christ. You know, he can take away this spirit of anxiety, for example, or insomnia. These are spirits. And, you know, there can be, you know, uh, there can be other factors that can contribute to them, but by and large, most of the things that uh, warrant a uh, psychotropic drug come in because of um, the demonic spirit. You take them out, you don't need the drugs anymore. I agree. But, uh, you know, she's going to have to get to the point where uh, she wants some prayer, and until that time, what you do, or anybody does out there, um, to include, you know, they've got a spouse that doesn't know Jesus. Well, you know, you're unequally yoked at that point. If you if you know the Lord and your spouse doesn't, I'm talking to anybody out there, what you can do is you can stand in the gap for them and you just start doing spiritual warfare on their behalf. And uh, we can do it tonight. Uh, and what is your wife's first name? Angel. Angel. Yes. And so uh, the, uh, the reason for the call tonight, uh, you're asking that the Lord uh, help your wife 
make this transition um, until she gets another job. And I just want her to be at peace. And needs to be at peace because she's being tormented right now, isn't she? Yes, yes she is. Absolutely. Well, you know, sometimes being out of a job can be a blessing in disguise. <laughs> that's, that's what I've been trying to tell her. You, know? you get to slow down and realize, hey, wait a minute, I'm missing stuff here. You know, now I know, I know, we need, we all need income, absolutely. But I, I, I'm by far no, you know, by, by no means a wealthy man. But you know, I, I, I got, we got enough. You know, we got a good emergency fund. I, I was blessed to put a little bit of money into silver a couple. You know. A couple oh yeah. Back, yeah that was a good move you made. I know people were saying, wow, I should have done that at fifteen dollars an ounce. Yeah, I got in. Uh, yeah, it's right around where I got in. You know, thanks to Steve Coyle and I've got Steve Coyle and It took a while, but uh, hey, look where we're at today. Yeah. Uh, I, I had some, and I'll be honest with you, I, uh, I I exhausted it, but you know what? It got me through a hard time. So. And if that's what I have to do, that's what I have to do. You but know, you know that's what? what? That's what it's for. It, it was a it was a, it was a good thing that they said. I wish more people would have taken advantage of it. But um, some even say it's going up to hundred. That's interesting. Uh, I'm sorry. Her name again is Angie. Yeah, Angie. Yeah. Angie, what's your name? Steve. Steve, well, Father God, I just agree with my brother right now. We lift up Angie right now, Father God. We bind the strong man in her. Bind the strong man and Steve and myself. And, uh, Father God, we just cover her with the blood of Jesus right now. We bind every tormenting spirit that is operating in Angie, in Jesus Christ's name. We forbid you foul spirits to torment her anymore. I am in agreement with Steve, her husband. And we bind you, you foul, wicked spirits, in Jesus Christ's name. You're going to loose her and come out of her. Go to where Jesus sends you. You're going to remain bound in a box, filled with the blood of Jesus, tormenting, marinating. No rest for you until you come out. I loose the ministering spirits of God and Angie right now, power and love, sound mind. God, we ask for a spirit of peace to be imparted into her right now. We bind any tormenting spirits in her mind, spirits of insomnia, Anxiety, nervousness, stress, we bind the spirit of depression. Command those things to loose their grip on her right now and come out or be caged in Jesus Christ's name until you do. Amen. Father God, I loose the spirits of God right now to go out and create favor for her that she would get a new job. God, put her in the right place to get the job that you would have her to work if it's your will for her to go back to work. And if not, God, I ask that you would bless the finances of this brother right now that he'll be able to meet, make up the the difference there, God, for their family. Cover them in the blood of Jesus. I break all hexes, vexes, curses, and spells off this family. Any witchcraft that's been sent against it, I send it back to where it came from in Jesus Christ's name. Thank you so much. Brother, how are you doing tonight? Good. Much better. Are you, <laughs> are you, you. battling um, you battling with anything yourself, in addition to the anxiety of, over your wife? I think the Lord's put me in a pretty good place. Praise God. The best thing you can do is get strong, and uh, just every day what you do is just take authority over it. As her husband, just bind the strong man in her. Any foul, tormenting spirits, command it to come out in Jesus' name. Just to say every day, I apply the blood of Jesus to my wife and my kids. I do every night. God, to surround them for the protection. I mean, that's what the keys of the kingdom are. You loose them in Jesus' name, and God sends them out on a side. And every day, you just say, I, as the head of the house, so I break any curses, any witchcraft has been sent against my family, and I send it back to where it came from in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, even people can uh, call themselves Christians, can speak curses against others, not even know it sometimes, and they have power. So you just got to break it off and command to go back to where it came from. 
you know, that's called spiritual self-defense. And uh, the best thing your wife can do and you is, you all do is, uh, as a family, get together and just go and start reading the Word of God. Yeah, we've that's where yep. That's where you renew the mind right there. And I tell you, there's a lot of people being tormented at night, brother, and what I tell them to do is uh, what was told to me, and it works. Uh, get the Word of God on CD, on iTunes or something, buy it at a, on a CD, and play it in the background at, at night. It doesn't have to be up very loud. You know, you can your subconscious will pick it up. Your spirit man will. I actually uh, listen to it. Listen to it on through iTunes. There, uh, there's a couple channels that you can pick up. Oh yeah. When I go to sleep, I keep one air in, you know, one on, and then you know, just listen to. Uh, it's pretty much all uh, New Testament. I haven't found any that has uh, any Old Testament teachings on it, but most of it's all New Testament. That's pretty good. Yeah, I can't yep. remember the channels. It's, 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 yeah, there's some stuff out there. One guy, I think, he even has some Alexander Scorby out there. Uh, he's got most of. You know, I think they did the whole Bible on tape. But I tell you what, you do if you'll email me uh, with your name and address, I'll send you some books. And the same offer goes to anybody else out there. I've got a case of Battling the Host of Hell, which uh, Pastor Mike Thier of Hegewish donated for the audience, and I'll send a copy out to anybody who wants one. Just email me. Omega Man Radio at yahoo.com. And of course, brother, if, uh, if you'll send contact information, myself and a couple of brothers will be glad to call back and pray with you. I will and, do that. You know, we'll, we'll go a couple rounds with the enemy. I will do that. I thank God you. God bless so much. you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for calling in tonight. God bless. Uh, let's go to the next caller. Let's go to, um, let's try 773. Okay, let's try 661. 661, you're on the air. Um, yes, my name is Manuel, and I'd like to ask a few questions. Absolutely, fire away. I've lately been going out with this girl, and she's been giving me some uh, some movements. Like, I don't know whether to go over. Is this, is this wrong? How old are you? I'm uh, 15. 15. Uh, yeah. In other words, you got a, you have a girlfriend, and um, what she wants to get sexually active with you? Yes, that's right. Well, let me tell you what happens um, if you have sex outside of marriage. What will happen is uh, you're gonna you end up forming a soul tie with her, and it'll be an ungodly soul tie. And you're familiar with sexually transmitted diseases. Well, that's the least of your worries. Any demonic spirit she's got, you're now going to have, and vice versa. Now, if this person has been promiscuous before, meaning they've had a lot of sex, or even they continue to do it, you know, after you, because you have that soul tie, any demons they get through the other person now, they go up through her to you. You've got an umbilical cord in the spirit. And you have sex enough, you're going to walk around like a zombie. What I mean by that is you won't be able to love. You know, you'll be like, uh, you'll be cold. If you're a woman, you'll be frigid. You know, you, you'll say, hey, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just can't uh, get intimate. I don't have any love. You feel frozen, it's because you blew up your soul. Your soul turns into Swiss cheese. Because everybody you lay with gets a piece of your soul, and you become fragmented. So, um, a lot of dangers there. Sexually transmitted disease, fragmented soul, and then, of course, it's a sin. And uh, yeah, you know, with, a, with a sin comes a, a price. You know, sin is fun for a season, and then you've got to pay the piper. And, um, you know, hey... It's a rare thing in these days to find people that will save their virginity. And even if you haven't, you know, you can make a decision today. Hey, I'm not going to have sex outside of marriage. I will tell you it's a, it's a lot better to uh, to wait 
Um, the price is heavy for you to engage in it right now. No, so my answer to you is absolutely not. You know, and if she doesn't want to stay with you, then, you know, so be it. She wasn't for you. But uh, you've got to be on guard, my friend. And also, repeat. Is it wrong to think that I want to have sex with her, but morally I don't? Well, hey, listen, you would not, uh, you know, you would not be uh, a man if you didn't have a sexual drive. God created sex. He puts it in all, in all of us. And, you know, but there's a right place to have sex, and that's inside the context of marriage. If you have sex outside of marriage and you have a child, it's going to be a bastard. And God thinks about it like this. He'll put a ten-generation curse on you as a result. You don't want to have a cursed bastard on you. Most of us probably do anyway, and we don't know it. But, you know, this is sin, and God takes it very seriously. There's, you know, I know people that um, got a little bit promiscuous. They're walking around with herpes now. I'd like to ask you a question. one more question. Absolutely. So, absolutely, you know, not. You need to abstain. Go ahead. Next question. Do you play Battletoad? Never heard of Battletoad. So you must be with Battletoad the other day. I don't understand that inside joke. No, I used to have Xbox, PlayStation 3. Look, I'm a classic gamer, man. I was playing in 1981 with a TI-99. And they had Look, I was, a, uh, I was a hacker at age 15 in 1985, probably before you were born. Hacking. Repeat. Do you know anything about hacking at all? Look, dude, I, was on, uh, I had a Bolton board underground when you had a 300-baud modem, and that was the fastest thing on the market. Oh, yeah, that's really hardcore, man. I just want to know if you play Battletoads. You know, yeah, 300 Bob modems. We used to take floppy disk drives and make them double-sided with hole punchers. I'm asking you if you play Battletoads or fuck's sake. Just ask them. Okay. I, I tried to be civilized with you and kind of humor you, but uh, no, I have no idea what Battletoad is. We'll go to the next caller. I'm not a hacker now, by no means. I, you know, you, you, you pirate software to send. I don't even pirate music. Um, let's see, let's go to, here we go, let's go to 708 area code, 708, you're on the air, Hello? hello, hey, hey, um, I wanted to ask you a few questions, if that's okay, are you, are, is, I mean, is your first question, do I play Battletoad, uh, no, 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 I guarantee this isn't a prank call, uh, lay it on me, which, uh, fire away, all right. So today, I was sitting at my table eating breakfast. It was Pop-Tarts. And I went to the bathroom, and I came back. <laughs> my cat was making this really strange noise. Let me ask you a question. Why, why, would, you, why would you eat a Pop-Tart? Well, Pop-Tarts aren't good for you. In fact, they can uh, instantly um, catch on fire. Have you ever seen a Pop-Tart? They're very flammable. You don't want to eat those things. There's, I used to eat them as a child, but uh, there's better food that you can partake of. Let's go to the <laughs> let's go to the next call. We're gonna go to seven seven three. I think I, I think you already. Let's go to the next one. Seven oh eight. Seven oh eight. You're on the air, Mega Man Radio. What can I do for you? Okay, seven oh eight is gone. Okay, we're gonna go to an unlisted number. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Hello. Not sure where you're calling from. It's uh, number withheld. Okay, they're gone. 
Let's go to the next caller. We're going to go to 865 area code. 865, you're on the air. Hello? Hello there. Hello. Uh, how are you, sir? Doing good. I, 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 have a, I have a question. My name is my name is Christopher Boone, and I'm, I, I really don't know what to do because my mom keeps touching me, and I don't know what to do. How old are you? Sir, I'm 12. Brother, you know, you know, God sits on the throne and he looks down at all of us 24 hours a day. You can't escape the eyes of God. And if you want to mock the, uh, the ministry, it's a very dangerous place to put yourself. Hey, you don't hurt me. I've got a thick skin. What you end up doing is hurting yourself. How would you like to be visited by... A death angel. God may say, hey, I'm done with you. It's not a, it's not a laughing matter. It's not anything to joke, joke around with. God can say, it's over with for you. Your spirit leaves the body. And you realize you, you cracked enough jokes, took you right into eternity. Is it worth it? I dare not. It's a terrible thing to fall in the hands of an angry God. You know what God will do? He can turn you over to the tormentors. God will actually send demonic spirits that will come and infest you. You may never come back in your right mind again. You don't want to tempt God. And that's what you do when you start attacking ministries that are trying to help people. Time is precious. We're trying to get through to some calls here, and you don't want to crack jokes about toadstool or whatever that is. I have no idea what that is. Let's go to the next caller. 661 area code. You're on the air. Good evening. Yes, hello, sir. How you doing tonight? Tell me. Have the lambs stopped screaming? Have the lambs... Uh, I don't know. Are you talking about the movie Silence of the Lambs? That sounds no. like it was before you were born. No, I'm talking about the lambs. The lambs of God, did they stop screaming? I don't know. Why, why are you persecuting them? No. I'm Who? just asking... Another, I'm just asking a man to man, has the lamb stopped screaming? What I want to know is, uh, who do you serve, my friend? I serve God. Who is your God? God. No, not not all God. The Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ? That is correct. Who is God? He's the Son of God. He sits I'd at like the right hand of Yahweh God. So if that's what you do, I do me. Hey, brother, you know what I'm going to do for you? Stay, hang on to the phone. I want to pray for you right now. You know what? I, listen, I'm going, to, I'm going to command that your demons manifest. I bind the strong men in you right now. I bind every foul. With you. I command them manifest right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come out of him. Loose him. Come out of him in Jesus' name. You foul homosexual spirit. Loose this brother right now in Jesus' name. Spirit of masturbation, come out of him in Jesus' name. Spirit of us, come out of him in Jesus' name. I rebuke you. You foul wicked spirit. I command you to come out of him right now in Jesus' name. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus Christ. I loose the angels of God to go down in you right now with the sword of the Lord. Start stabbing the foul spirits. Come up and out of him right now. Father God, I loose the ministering spirits of salvation and adoption in this brother right now. I ask, Father God, that you let him experience the terror of Yahweh, that he will come to Christ and not blaspheme in Jesus Christ's name before his spirit leaves the body. I cover him with the blood of Jesus, and I ask God that you have mercy on his soul tonight in Jesus Christ's name. 
Let's go to the next caller. Let's go to uh, area. Let's go to. Um, we've got another unlisted caller here. Unlisted, you're on the air. Hello. Hey there. Um, I was wondering. I'm taking Zeltec, the steroid called Zeltec, and I was just Zeltec, and I was just wondering if it's um, if it's like against the church. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a pharmacist, so I don't know what Zeltec is. What are you taking it for? Um, it's a type of steroid. It's called Celtec. What do they give it to you? You have some kind of asthmatic condition or what? No, it's uh, for um, pumping iron. For pumping iron. Uh, what? So you, you're taking a what? A, just a what? You get it from a uh, supplement magazine or what? What? Yeah, it's like I I just need to know if it's like against the church. If I go to church and like God will like I'm not kill me or something. Why would you want to take a steroid? Uh, why Why do you want to grow muscles to begin with? So I can look good. So you can look good for who? Uh, everyone. For myself. Well, it's okay if you want to take, um, you know, take pride in yourself to a, to a degree. But, you know, it doesn't really profit you much. And uh, you shouldn't be obese. But, uh, I'm you not know, obese. Who, who what are you, are you talking about? What are you talking about? Are you saying I'm obese or something? No, I'm saying you don't you don't want to be obese. But uh, why do you want to be a power lifter? I want to deadlift 405. You want to do what? I want to deadlift 405. Dead, well, you, you sound like fitness won't let me. 411. So how are you going to lift 405 pounds? Um, because I can. How old are you? Uh, that's none of your business at this moment. Well, you want to call in? Would you like me? You want some prayer tonight? What? I said, are you calling in for prayer? A prayer? Uh. Sure. Will it help me um, let God, like, let me take Celtec? Who is your God? Is your God Marilyn Manson? Who the hell is Marilyn Manson? Well, how did you find out about the program? You must be a fan of Marilyn Manson or you like the WhiteHouse.gov. How else did you find out All about right. the program? What? I don't know what's going on. I'm going to pray you for like you. Battle toads? I'm going to stand in the gap for you right now. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I lift up this sister right now. God, you see her heart, and I bind the what? strong man in you, and I bind every foul, wicked spirit. I command them to manifest. Come out right now. Loose her and come out in Jesus' name. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus Christ. Father God, I loose the spirit of adoption and salvation in her. I ask you to have the Holy Spirit. Just go ahead and take the scales off her eyes tonight, right now, in Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father God, I ask for mercy for these children that are calling in. I ask God mercy for their souls, Father God. They don't know what time it is. Apparently they have parents that don't even know you. They're already disadvantaged. They didn't grow up like me, born in the church. Or the others out there, Father God, that were raised in a Christian family. They're already disadvantaged from the time they come in this world. Father God, I ask that you would have mercy on everybody that called in tonight that does not know you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on them tonight. I bind every foul, unclean spirit with chains dipped in the blood of Jesus right now. And the callers that have called are waiting to call 
to make a prank call tonight in Jesus Christ's name. I bind the foul spirits, command them to loose the grip on these people right now in Jesus' name. God, I ask that you would send the Holy Spirit to convict them and draw them to you. Let them have an experience, God, of hell. Let them see hell. And understand, that's where they go when their spirit leaves the body, if they haven't made a decision for the Lord Jesus Christ. Have mercy, we ask. We stand in the gap for them right now. God, I ask that you would give them a divine appointment with you. Loose the fear of the Lord on them right now. In Jesus Christ's name, that they learn not to blaspheme. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Folks, I looked at the clock, and, uh, you know, typically I go four hours on Saturday night, but I'm guest hosting over at Watchman Radio, and the show is going to start in about 20 minutes. So what I'm going to do is I don't want to um, delay and not get that set up. I'm going to go ahead and close the program out now, but what I would invite you to do is come on over to Watchman Radio. Uh, there's a link up on my Facebook page, and uh, if you need prayer, I'll open up the lines. We'll pray. We're going to have Carl Henderson, Rich Keltner on in second hour. Uh, Rich asked me to cover for him for the first hour tonight. It's it's an honor and a pleasure to help the brother. Uh, he was instrumental in getting me into the deliverance ministry, planted the seed. I praise God for him. And uh, so I'm going to say sayonara, and I'll meet you over at the Watchman Radio program. And if you need prayer and we're not able to get through tonight, contact me, omegamanradio at yahoo.com. I'll be honored to uh, call you, pray with you. I've got several that I need to call back, uh, and I apologize that we haven't Got everybody back. Brother Costello's off the road now. He got back at a, a victorious day in the Lord, helping Brother Jason. And uh, the brothers are going to be making calls and making sure everybody gets a return call. I don't care if you got to call 20 times. Uh, we'll go as many rounds as it takes. Uh, that's what we're here for, folks. We never tire of praying. God bless you, and uh, I'll see you on uh, Watchman Radio Channel. I'll post the link here in the chat room. Here momentarily. God bless you. And before I go, let me just uh, say to anybody that's uh, making racial slurs in the chat room, I bind and rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, I loose the terror of the Lord into them right now. I ask God that you would show them your power. Let them have an experience in hell through a dream, a vision, whatever it takes, God, that they'll know what awaits them if they don't repent and turn. I bind the strong man and every foul, wicked spirit and the people that are coming on the chat room tonight to blaspheme, to curse. I rebuke you in Jesus Christ's name. You foul, wicked spirits, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bind you in Jesus Christ's name. I pour the blood of Jesus Christ over every foul, wicked spirit right now. And I command you to loose the people right now. Come out of them in Jesus' name. Loose them. In Jesus Christ's name. Okay, brothers, uh, we're going to go ahead and close, and I'll see you on the other show. God bless you.